Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, September 13th. Yom Teruah, or Feast of Trumpets, is rapidly approaching. This year, Yom Teruah, according to the Jewish Hallel calendar, begins on Friday night at sundown, September 15th, and goes through Sunday, September 17th. We are on a spiritual journey. We turned our back on Babylon, Egypt, and the world, and we are journeying to the Promised Land, to Mount Zion, where Yeshua will rule and reign for 1,000 years. Our journey begins with Passover, as we leave Egypt, Babylon, and the world system. We apply the blood of Yeshua upon the doorposts of our heart. We experience the Passover feast and our own personal Passover as we come into salvation by faith through grace. Next in our spiritual journey, we go to Mount Sinai and experience Shavuot, giving of the Torah, where the God of Israel makes a wedding proposal to us, and the Ketubah is the Torah. As we continue the spiritual journey, we come to Feast of Trumpets, also known as the Day of the Awakening Blast, and the sound of the shofar awakens those who are in spiritual slumber. It awakens the dead to resurrection, and this awakening blast speaks to the hearts of the exiles of Israel that are that it is now time to be regathered and begin a journey home to the land of Israel. The sound of the shofar then causes us to yearn for the ingathering of the exiles of Israel, as it is written in Jeremiah chapter 50, verses 4 and 5. In those days and in that time, says the Lord, the children of Israel shall come, they and the children of Judah together, going and weeping. They shall go and seek the Lord their God. They shall ask the way to Zion, with their faces hitherward, saying, Come, and let us join ourselves to the Lord in a perpetual covenant that shall not be forgotten. And also, as it is written in Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 50, You that have escaped the sword, go away, stand not still. Remember the Lord far off, and let Jerusalem come to your mind. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. 
This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion for the Feast of Trumpets. 1 Samuel 1, 1-17 There was a man named Elkanah who lived in Ramah in the region of Zuf in the hill country of Ephraim. He was the son of Jeroham, son of Elihu, son of Tohu, son of Zuf of Ephraim. Elkanah had two wives, Hannah and Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah did not. Each year Elkanah would travel to Shiloh to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of Heaven's armies, Yahweh Savayot, at the tabernacle. The priests of the Lord at that time were the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas. On the days Elkanah presented his sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to Penina and each of her children. And though he loved Hannah, he would give her only one choice portion, because the Lord had given her no children. So Penina would taunt Hannah and make fun of her, because the Lord had kept her from having children. Year after year it was the same. Penina would taunt Hannah as they went to the tabernacle. Each time Hannah would be reduced to tears and would not even eat. Why are you crying, Hannah? Elkanah would ask. Why aren't you eating? Why be downhearted just because you have no children? You have me. Isn't that better than having ten sons? Once, after a sacrificial meal at Shiloh, Hannah got up and went to pray. Eli the priest was sitting at his customary place beside the entrance of the tabernacle. Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. And she made this vow. O Lord of heaven's armies, if you look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime, and as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. As she was praying to the Lord, Eli watched her. Seeing her lips moving but hearing no sound, he thought she had been drinking. Must you come here drunk, he demanded. Throw away your wine. Oh no, sir, she replied. I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger, but I am very discouraged, and I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Don't think I am a wicked woman, for I have been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. In that case, Eli said, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. Oh, thank you, sir, she exclaimed. Then she went back and began to eat again, and she was no longer sad. Isaiah 12, 1-14-32 In that day you, Israel, will sing, I will praise you, O Lord. You were angry with me, but not any more. Now you comfort me. See, God has come to save me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. With joy you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. In that wonderful day you will sing, Thank the Lord, praise his name. Tell the nations what he has done. Let them know how mighty he is. 
Sing to the Lord, for he has done wonderful things. Make known his praise around the world. Let all the people of Jerusalem shout his praise with joy. For great is the Holy One of Israel who lives among you. Isaiah, son of Amos, received this message concerning the destruction of Babylon. Raise a signal flag on a bare hilltop. Call up an army against Babylon. Wave your hand to encourage them as they march into the palaces of the high and mighty. I, the Lord, have dedicated these soldiers for this task. Yes, I have called mighty warriors to express my anger, and they will rejoice when I am exalted. Hear the noise on the mountains. Listen as the vast armies march. It is the noise and shouting of many nations. The Lord of Heaven's armies, Yahweh Savayot, has called this army together. They come from distant countries, from beyond the farthest horizons. They are the Lord's weapons to carry out His anger. With them He will destroy the whole land. Scream in terror, for the day of the Lord has arrived, the time for the Almighty to destroy. Every arm is paralyzed with fear, every heart melts, and people are terrified with fear. Hangs of anguish grip them like those of a woman in labor. They look helplessly at one another, and their faces aflame with fear. For see, the day of the Lord is coming, the terrible day of his fury and fierce anger. The land will be made desolate, and all sinners destroyed with it. The heavens will be black above them. The stars will give no light. The sun will be dark when it rises, and the moon will provide no light. I, the Lord, will punish the world for its evil, and the wicked for their sin. I will crush the arrogance of the proud, and humble the pride of the mighty. I will make people scarcer than gold, more rare than the fine gold of Ophir. For I will shake the heavens, the earth will move from its place, when the Lord of Heaven's armies displays his wrath in the day of his fierce anger. Everyone in Babylon will run about like a hunted gazelle, like sheep without a shepherd. They will try to find their own people and flee to their own land. Anyone who is captured will be cut down, run through with a sword. Their little children will be dashed to death before their eyes. Their homes will be sacked and their wives will be raped. Look, I will stir up the Medes against Babylon. They cannot be tempted by silver or bribed with gold. Their attacking armies will shoot down the young men with arrows. They will have no mercy on helpless babies and will show no compassion for children. Babylon, the most glorious of kingdoms, the flower of Chaldean pride, will be devastated like Sodom and Gomorrah when God destroyed them. Babylon will never be inhabited again. It will remain empty for generation after generation. Nomads will refuse to camp there. 
and shepherds will not bed down their sheep. Desert animals will move into the ruined city, and the houses will be haunted by howling creatures. Owls will live among the ruins, and wild goats will go there to dance. Hyenas will howl in its fortresses, and jackals will make dens in its luxurious palaces. Babylon's days are numbered. Its time of destruction will soon arrive. But the Lord will have mercy on the descendants of Jacob. He will choose Israel as his special people once again. He will bring them back to settle once again in their own land. And people from many nations will come and join them there and unite with the people of Israel. The nations of the world will help the people of Israel to return, and those who come to live in the Lord's land will serve them. Those who captured Israel will themselves be captured, and Israel will rule over its enemies. In that wonderful day, when the Lord gives his people rest from sorrow and fear, from slavery and chains, you will taunt the king of Babylon. You will say, The mighty man has been destroyed. Yes, your insolence is ended. For the Lord has crushed your wicked power and broken your evil rule. You struck the people with endless blows of rage and held the nations in your angry grip with unrelenting tyranny. But finally, the earth is at rest and quiet. Now it can sing again, even the trees of the forest, the cypress trees and the cedars of Lebanon sing out this joyous song. Since you have been cut down, no one will come now to cut us down. In the place of the dead there is excitement over your arrival. The spirits of world leaders and mighty kings long dead stand up to see you. With one voice they all cry out, Now you are as weak as we are. Your might and power were buried with you. The sound of the harp in your palace has ceased. Now maggots are your sheet and worms your blanket. How you are fallen from heaven, O shining star, sun of the morning. You have been thrown down to the earth, you who destroyed the nations of the world. For you said to yourself, I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above God's stars. I will preside on the mountain of the gods far away in the north. I will climb to the highest heavens and be like the Most High. Instead, you will be brought down to the place of the dead, down to its lowest depths. Everyone there will stare at you and ask, Can this be the one who shook the earth and made the kingdoms of the world tremble? Is this the one who destroyed the world and made it into a wasteland? Is this the king who demolished the world's greatest cities and had no mercy on his prisoners? The kings of the nations lie in stately glory, each in his own tomb. But you will be thrown out of your grave like a worthless branch, like a corpse trampled underfoot. You will be dumped into a mass grave with those killed in battle. 
you will descend to the pit. You will not be given a proper burial, for you have destroyed your nation and slaughtered your people. The descendants of such an evil person will never again receive honor. Kill this man's children. Let them die because of their father's sins. They must not rise and conquer the earth, filling the world with their cities. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies says. I myself have risen against Babylon. I will destroy its children and its children's children, says the Lord. I will make Babylon a desolate place of owls filled with swamps and marshes. I will sweep the land with the broom of destruction. I, the Lord of Heaven's armies, Yahweh Savayot, have spoken. The Lord of Heaven's armies, Yahweh Savayot, has sworn this oath. It will all happen as I have planned. It will be as I have decided. I will break the Assyrians when they are in Israel. I will trample them on my mountains. My people will no longer be their slaves, nor bow down under their heavy loads. I have a plan for the whole earth, a hand of judgment upon all the nations. The Lord of Heaven's armies has spoken. Who can change his plans? When his hand is raised, who can stop him? This message came to me the year King Ahaz died. Do not rejoice, you Philistines, that the rod that struck you is broken, that the king who attacked you is dead. For from that snake, a more poisonous snake will be born, a fiery serpent to destroy you. I will feed the poor in my pasture. The needy will lie down in peace. But as for you, I will wipe you out with famine and destroy the few who remain. Wail at the gates. Weep in the cities. Melt with fear, you Philistines. A powerful army comes like smoke from the north. Each soldier rushes forward eager to fight. What should we tell the Philistine messengers? Tell them, The Lord has built Jerusalem. Its walls will give refuge to his oppressed people. Second Corinthians 13, 1-14 This is the third time I am coming to visit you. And as the scriptures say, The facts of every case must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. I have already warned those who had been sinning when I was there on my second visit. Now I again warn them and all others, just as I did before, that next time I will not spare them. I will give you all the proof you want that Christ speaks through me. Christ is not weak when he deals with you. He is powerful among you. Although he was crucified in weakness, he now lives by the power of God. We too are weak, just as Christ was. But when we deal with you, we will be alive with him and will have God's power. Examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Surely you know that Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. 
As you test yourselves, I hope you will recognize that we have not failed the test of apostolic authority. We pray to God that you will not do what is wrong by refusing our correction. I hope we won't need to demonstrate our authority when we arrive. Do the right thing before we come, even if that makes it look like we have failed to demonstrate our authority. For we cannot oppose the truth, but must always stand for the truth. We are glad to seem weak if it helps show you are actually strong. We pray that you will become mature. I am writing this to you before I come, hoping that I won't need to deal severely with you when I do come, for I want to use the authority the Lord has given me to strengthen you, not to tear you down. Dear brothers and sisters, I close my letter with these last words. Be joyful. Grow to maturity. Encourage each other. Live in harmony and peace. Then the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet each other with a sacred kiss. All of God's people here send you their greetings. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Psalm 57, 1-11 Have mercy on me, O God, have mercy. I look to you for protection. I will hide beneath the shadow of your wings until the danger passes by. I cry out to God Most High, to God who will fulfill His purpose for me. He will send help from heaven to rescue me, disgracing those who hound me. My God will send forth His unfailing love and faithfulness. I am surrounded by fierce lions who greedily devour human prey, whose teeth pierce like spears and arrows, and whose tongues cut like swords. Be exalted, O God, above the highest heavens. May your glory shine over all the earth. My enemies have set a trap for me. I am weary from distress. They have dug a deep pit in my path, but they themselves have fallen into it. My heart is confident in you, O God. My heart is confident. No wonder I can sing your praises. Wake up, my heart. Wake up, O lyre and harp. I will awaken the dawn with my song. I will thank you, Lord, among all the people. I will sing praises among the nations, for your unfailing love is as high as the heavens, and your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the highest heavens. May your glory shine over all the earth. Proverbs 23, 9-11 Don't waste your breath on fools, for they will despise the wisest advice. Don't cheat your neighbor by moving the ancient boundary markers. Don't take the land of defenseless orphans. For their Redeemer is strong, and He Himself will bring their charges against you. 
I want to speak to you today from our reading from Isaiah chapter 13 and 14. And once again, I want to remind you of the principle that biblical history is prophecy, and that as it was with our spiritual forefathers, so it will be with us, the final generation before the return of Jesus Christ, of Yeshua HaMashiach, that the historical events that we read of in the Bible literally happened, but they are also a prophetic blueprint for the end of days, final generation. And as I was reading today in Isaiah chapter 13 and 14, it just really came alive to me in a new way, and I saw things I'd never seen before. So Isaiah chapter 13 is all about God's judgment against Babylon. Now, there was an ancient historical Babylon, and it was in the region of modern-day Iran and Syria and Iraq. In, in that region. But, you know, this ancient Babylon was taken, was attacked by the Medo-Persian Empire and taken down, and it was never rebuilt. So then there's the children of Babylon. So God is ta- calling about this um, Babylon, that he's going to deal with this ancient Babylon, with this not this ancient Babylon, this modern Babylon. And he starts off in chapter 13, verse 2, raise a signal flag on a bare hilltop, call up an army against Babylon. He goes on to say, hear the noise on the mountains, listen as the vast armies march. It is the noise and shouting of many nations. And God himself is calling this army together. The Lord of Heaven's armies, Yahweh Saviot, is calling this army together, and they come from distant countries from beyond the farthest horizons. They are the Lord's weapons to carry out his anger, and with them he will destroy the whole land. And so then we get a clue as to when is this going to happen. So this is future prophetic. And in verse 8, we have a remez hint of that it's going to happen during the time known as Jacob's trouble. And the time known as Jacob's trouble is the great tribulation period, which is 1260 days, three and a half years, 42 months. Verse eight, pangs of anguish grip them like those of a woman in labor. They look helplessly at one another, their faces aflame with fear. Verse nine, for see, The day of the Lord is coming, the terrible day of his fury and fierce anger. So this uh, modern-day Babylon, which is an offspring or a child of the ancient Babylon, is going to be judged during the time known as the day of the Lord, during the time of Jacob's trouble. He goes on to say in verse 13, For I will shake the heavens, and the earth will move from its place, when the Lord of heaven's armies displays his wrath in the day of his fierce anger. Now there's a parallel passage that talks about the earth's future shaking, the great shaking, and it's found in Hebrews chapter 12. And... In verse 
starting in verse 25, where it is written, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25, Be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. For if the people of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses, the earthly messenger, we will certainly not escape if we reject the one who speaks to us from heaven. When God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. But now he makes another promise once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed, so that only unshakable things will remain. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. For our God is a devouring fire. So there's a great shaking that's going to come. Now, what is this modern-day Babylon entity? Is it somewhere over in the Middle East? Is it Saudi Arabia? Is it Turkey? Is it modern-day Iraq, which was where ancient Babylon once was? I don't think so. Verse 14 gives us a big clue as to what this modern-day nation is. Verse 14, Everyone in Babylon will run about like a hunted gazelle, like sheep without a shepherd. They will try to find their own people and flee to their own land. Now, the United States of America is a melting pot, and people from all the nations of the earth have come here over the last 200 years. And in the early stages of this, the development of this nation, many of them came from Europe. But today, with our open borders and literally our invasion that is going on with 10,000 illegals crossing the border every day, that's 100,000 in 10 days. Um, and they're coming not just from Latin America, they're coming from China and they're coming from the Middle East. They're coming from all over the world. So what this is saying is they will try to find their own people and flee to their own land. Now, can you think of any other country where people are scrambling to get in there and to even illegally cross the border? No other nation is like the United States. This is where people want to come. And so I believe that the United States of America fits the bill as the modern-day daughter of Babylon nation. Verse 17, look, I will stir up the Medes against Babylon. Now, who are the Medes? The ancient Medes is modern-day Iran. And they cannot be tempted by silver or bribed with gold. The attacking armies will shoot down the young men with arrows. They will have no mercy on helpless babies and will show no compassion for children. Verse 19, Babylon, the most glorious of kingdoms, the flower of Chaldean pride, will be devastated like Sodom and Gomorrah when God destroyed them. So what nation on the earth has... Uh, until times recently, until Biden got into power, was considered one of the most powerful and most prosperous nations in all the earth. And that was the United States of America. 
the greatest army, the greatest military, the greatest navy, the greatest air force, and the greatest prosperity. Of course, now all of that is going down in flames as the dollar is going down the toilet as the BRICS nations rise up and develop their own separate currency for trading. Um, and as our nation is being literally destroyed purposefully by the current man who occupies the Oval Office. Verse 22, Babylon's days are numbered. Its time of destruction will soon arrive. But here's the good news. Verse 14, the Lord will have mercy on the descendants of Jacob. He will choose Israel as his special people once again. He will bring them back to settle once again in their own land. And people from many nations will come and join them there and unite with the people of Israel. So the Lord is going to take care of his remnant people who are scattered throughout all the nations of the earth. So again, this talks about in verse 5, For the Lord has crushed your wicked power and broken your evil rule. You struck the people with endless blows of rage and held the nations in your angry grip with unrelenting tyranny. So as I record this, the Biden administration is talking about pandemic 2.0 coming in mid-September and that they're going to reinstate the mask mandate and workers at the airport of TSA will be required to wear the mask. Passengers coming through airports and riding on airplanes will be required to wear the mask. And Biden is, again, pushing and promoting the death shots, the clot shots, the experimental use jab, um, and, and asking that people go ahead and get a booster shot. Never mind that it causes myocarditis and heart attacks and stroke and cancer and infertility and sudden adult death syndrome, never mind all that, and that it changes your DNA. Um, so, Again, they're going to try the same ploy that they did before. So the tyranny of medical tyranny of what the world experienced back in 2020 and 2021, it looks like they're going to try and reinstate that tyranny. And, you know, if you don't take the shot, then, you know, you could lose your job if you're a firefighter or an airline pilot or you work for the federal government or the state government. Um, you won't be allowed access to services if you're unvaccinated, things like that, the tyranny of it all. So first in this passage, just talking about the, the king of Babylon, the mighty man has been destroyed for the Lord has crushed your wicked power and broken your evil rule. And he's talking about how this leader, this king of Babylon struck the people with blows of rage and held the nations in an unrelenting tyranny. But then in verse 12, it switches from talking about a human person who's the king of Babylon. And now in verse 12, it switches. And now he's talking about Satan himself. Verse 12, how you are fallen from heaven, O shining star, son of the morning. You have been thrown down to the earth. You who destroyed the nations of the world, you said to yourself, I will ascend to heaven. 
I will preside on the mountain of the gods. I will climb to the highest heavens and be like the Most High. And so, jumping on down to verse 20, so I believe this is definitely talking about Satan and how he was cast down from heaven. He led a rebellion, and one-third of the angels rebelled with him, and they became demons. Verse 20, now it's switching back to the earthly man who perhaps is filled with the spirit of Satan, who perhaps is the Antichrist, the one world order uh, global leader. You will not be given a proper burial, for you have destroyed your nation and slaughtered your people. Wow. So I don't think it's perhaps, I, I don't think it's Biden. He's done terrible things to this nation. And many people have been slaughtered through the clot shot policies and the hospital policies that when a person gets admitted to the hospital with so-called COVID-19, the hospitals killed many, many, many people. They got paid to kill people. They got money for the diagnosis of COVID-19. They got money for administering the COVID-19 nasal swab test. They got paid money for putting them on a ventilator and on remdesivir, which basically shuts down your kidney. And through that protocol, being on a ventilator and being on remdesivir, that would kill you. And they got money upon your death, all told about $200,000. So you don't want to go to the hospital if you get COVID 2.0, some new variant. Stay home and do prevention. Stay on the vitamins and um, do the preventative things that you can do at home. So whoever this Antichrist leader figure is, he's going to destroy his own nation and slaughter his own people. And God is going to deal very severely with him. Verse 22, this is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. I myself have risen against Babylon. I will destroy its children and its children's children. And I will make Babylon a desolate place of owls filled with swamps and marshes. I will sweep the land with the broom of destruction. God has said he's going to do this and he is going to do it. It is a certain thing. It goes on to say in verse 24, The Lord of heaven's armies has sworn this oath. It will all happen as I have planned. It will be as I have decided. So this is a future time coming when the modern day Babylon is going to be utterly destroyed. So will America come under military attack by the ancient Medes, which is modern-day Iran, and include a coalition of other nations, including Russia and perhaps North Korea and perhaps China, a coalition of nations that might militarily attack the United States of America on both the East and the West Coast. Will that happen? Time will tell. I invite you to give a listen to a teaching that I put together. It's a video teaching. It's called Persian Forces Took Down Ancient Babylon. Will a Mede coalition 
which includes Iran, Russia, and China, take down modern-day Babylon. So I have put a link to that teaching in this post so that you can go and listen to that, which expands on this idea, this concept. And Isaiah chapter 13 and 14 really is one of the sections in Scripture that reveals to us what God is intending to do with modern-day Babylon. But take heart and be encouraged. The Lord will have mercy on the descendants of Jacob. That's you and I. Yeshua's family is the house of Jacob. And the house of Jacob, Jacob had 12 sons, which became the 12 tribes of Israel. And that includes you, and it includes me. We are grafted in by faith into the olive tree of Israel. And so he will choose us once again and bring us back one day into the land of Israel. There will be a future in-gathering while God deals with and brings judgment against modern-day Babylon. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>